Welcome to Nah Fam, the podcast. Hi. <laughs> You're getting so much more animated with that. I think it's boring if we don't try to liven it up a little oh, bit. I thought it was maybe because you were clenching. Clenching? <laughs> you said you had to go to the bathroom. No, I said I had indigestion. <laughs> Do you need to go to Two the bathroom? Two very different things. That, isn't, that is the same thing for you. No. You, when, you just ate. Yes. So usually when you eat, you then go to the toilet. Are we really doing this? <laughs> is this TMI for you? Are you just making yeah. me feel vulnerable? Why? Everybody poops, Jim. Yeah, and no one <laughs> wants to talk about it or hear it. Okay. <clears throat> I realized that was one thing that, really quick though, referring to another previous episode, we were talking about how the natal chart, how it how it reflects your really like what you food you should be eating. Remember we went through that? The one yeah. detail I forgot to add about yours was that you have very high metabolism, it said in there too. I didn't mention my metabolism. It's true. You eat, you poop. That's what happens. All right. <laughs> that is not the subject that uh, we are going to focus on today. Okay. But thanks for starting <laughs> us off with on that foot. I just wanted to loosen you up a little bit. You seem a little, a little tense. Yeah, that didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> that didn't do it at all. Uh, today we're going to talk about music and what kind of impact music has on us, uh, favorite artists, concerts, best experiences, worst experiences. Um, Why do you want to talk about that? Is the music important to you? Yes. And I was reflecting back on some of our prior conversations around how we operate, how we go through lives, uh, our life, uh, what gets us through certain things. And uh, the other day, yesterday, when... I was asking you 10 questions, which you loved so much. You, um, we were talking about sitting and just being in your thoughts, and that was like perfect for you. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of thinking more about that for me. And if I am sitting listening to music, mm -hmm. I could sit and listen. Really? I, could, I could sit all day and just sit there in that space. Really? I'm uh, going to put this to the test. We have a turntable in our we call it our parlor and you don't sit do. there you, you don't sit there motionless you always i mean i really like music too but that is you if we if we're painting for example mm -hmm. like sometimes i want to listen to a podcast or watch a tv show and you get so like you can't stand that you want to listen to music but i don't think you can just sit there and listen to music for hours on end mm. <laughs> so, but maybe I haven't seen. Yeah, that. I don't know. I I'm, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking that that's a space that I am comfortable sitting in without feeling like I have to be doing something. Okay. And maybe not all day. I all mean, right. but so do you want to? I interrupted you, and maybe we can move. Surprise, this surprise. <laughs> yeah. So that just kind of brought that up for me was when I'm sitting there listening to music. It's music that I enjoy. Um, and, and what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, that sense of. Mm -hmm. music when we run will get us going mm -hmm. put us in that mood mm -hmm. you know give us energy mm -hmm. um you know it, when i'm driving to work and i you know put a good playlist on when it, did you first fall in love with music and realize that you loved it you know i think i've always loved music i don't think i've i don't think i ever took the time to really like give uh, me a story like do you remember being a little kid and just my dad uh Love to have music on. 
How old were you? What's your earliest rem- memory oh, of I, this? I, you know, I, you have very I'm, specific memories. I'm I remember in general terms. taking advantage of the fact that terms. I already know you know, have no childhood memories. So. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, no, in a general sense, I mean, I would. Uh, everything I can remember was always my dad listening to music. So did you just kind of like like it or did you like like it? <laughs> I liked it. I just feel like it always, it changed the mood. It changed the dynamic. It changed... It just made you feel differently. How did it make you feel? Now I'm actually really interested in this conversation. Oh, wow. Okay. So how did it make you feel? Re- <laughs> what did it do? <laughs> I think it it it, it can, it, I don't want to say it can, but I think it just kind of awakens something in me. I mean, it makes me feel a little bit alive. It makes me feel yeah. like I want to do things. Like I, I want to okay. like open up. I want to explore. I want to experience okay that's interesting because i just i as you're speaking and the reason why i ask these questions because i started having all these um memories myself and i remember i do have a lot of early childhood memories i i remember being a preschooler pretty vividly and i remember being home with my mom a lot even before i was in preschool my brothers were older than me and they were in school and my mom and always listened to um it was it was called 99 I forgot what they called it back then it was 99.1 at at one point it was a light rock it was WFMK out of Lansing and so all those early 80s songs but I remember listening to um like total eclipse of the heart and just like wanting to go in a corner and I must have been so little what year did that song come out wanting to just go in a corner and just like 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 just feeling like (laughs) what's the words I'm looking for but just feeling like oh my god like this person hears me like the depth of like angst and like emotion and feeling like wow like this I feel this 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 is amazing whereas you're saying oh I feel like I wanted to go do something and explore and you felt like a sense of excitement I feel like I felt like a sense of scene like deep dark emotion scene okay even as that at that young of an age interesting and you just mentioned what total eclipse of the heart I remember listening to a lot of Motown um, Sergio Mendez uh, Eric Clapton Mm -hmm. and yeah there was just like I said it was just something about that energy and I'm trying I'm trying to think about I, I, what you just said about feeling like seen and like this I, I do have music that makes me feel that way where it's like wow I, it I, just I, I would agree with that though because I do think you just you and even the type of music you listen to it tends to be a little more, bit more like oh let's be playful and be in a in a good mood where I tend to be more like like darkness like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> this is touching my yeah. soul that's yes. interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I want something that's going to get me to feel like I want to go conquer the world. Carefree, too, a little bit, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So I guess that ex- explains, to at least some extent, how music impacts us. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this. What is What would you consider to be your favorite artist? I, well, I hate it when people ask me. That's like Christopher. He's always like, "What's your who's your favorite artist? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie?" So these aren't. So yeah, hard. we're not we're not doing this ten question bullshit thing. No, where you I'm just pick saying one. it I'm is just, hard for you know. I mean, I have I I could name a few. I feel like I have to like stick to one out of loyalty for whatever reason. If I'm being honest, I mean, 
the, I, I think everybody knows the answer. Anyone who knows me, the answer to this is Dave Matthews Band. But it's also, I feel like I just have a loyalty to that band and him. But I don't know that all the music. Are you listening to my answer? Are you more concerned about what you're going to ask me next? You did the same thing yesterday. No, I'm just waiting for it's you to annoying. finish because I have something to share. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe don't ask me a question if you don't want to listen to the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You said you didn't really like the question, so I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to move oh, on to something mm-hmm. that Sh- mm-hmm, sure. uh, back on September 17th of 2013 Okay. that you responded to me okay. with an email. Okay. And you said, looks like we have like taste in music. I oh. really like all music too, except not so much country, unless it makes it to the top 40 stations. Okay. My- and we're talking like Taylor Swift and Johnny Cash. That's it. Right. Right. Pop. <laughs> Type, well, Johnny Cash yeah. isn't pop, but right. yes, more <laughs> mainstream. Uh, my preference is alternative. I am a tech dinosaur, still listen to FM radio, smiley face. My ra- This is, by the way, this is one of our right. first conversations. I, I'm not giving you permission. I have so, not consented to you reading this email right now, full disclosure. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll summarize the rest of it. It but, better not be anything embarrassing in there. <laughs> no, of course not. And you said you go through phases on music preferences and you used to be a huge Dave, Dave Matthews fan. Yes, I was taking a break. What college girl wasn't, uh-huh. but I was obsessed with him. I was obsessed with him, and I and, and I am you, obsessed and with you, him. I am obsessed with him. Yes, I Dave Matthews just has played such a huge role in my life. You know, when I spoke yesterday about my little quote nervous breakdown in college, um, I didn't really um, do justice what that meant to me. I mean, that experience wasn't just panic attacks. That was like I. I was living in an altered state for a while. I was extremely anxious. I didn't. It almost felt like. I was just terrified of life. It was a real existential crisis for me in my life. And as I was going through the healing process, his music, like, I just, you have no idea. <laughs> I was I re- actually remember writing him an email through the fan club during that time. It's just le- like he was annoying that was never going to be seen, but just like thanking him <laughs> for his music because <laughs> it was like all I had to get through that period. And I think it's funny because, you know, I think, I, I guess, you know, I, I think sometimes Dave Matthews can feel like a little, what's the word I'm looking for? This is maybe a terrible word to describe, but like maybe vanilla or surfacey, but it's it's really not. When you hear him live, it's just like this whole new experience and it's pretty raw. So the vanilla-y and surfacey, uh-huh. th- that those are probably the songs that I like. Yeah, you do. You know, you do. more upbeat and yeah. like jam band, but real, yeah. like the the... A little bit darker songs. Don't drink the water. You don't and like stuff. the intense. I'm just I like, like intense. Ah, it's I a like, little. It's a little much. Oh, no, you it's gotta like much. rip through my soul, or I'm not into you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I really and when there was a one point, I had you know I wouldn't even consider have gone going to a a concert. I had some good friends in college that were also, excuse me. No, I have indigestion. <laughs> that <laughs> You're were, welcome. That were also really big Dave Matthews fans, and one of them was was a huge Dave Matthews fan. And he, I decided I went to a concert with him, and we went with a few people, but he and I rode in the car together. And um, Dave Matthews? No, <laughs> friend that took me. Um, we I just was because I said I went with him, but really went with several people. But it feels like I just went with him because we like drove there in this long car ride and picked up people along the way because it was in Grand. It was at Van Andel. Anyways, I was like, "Whoa, this is fucking amazing!" Like I was, I couldn't. I just, I it was just so cool. I can't even. I had. Ne- 
just to, you know, I just hadn't experienced something like that before. And, um, and then I went again a few years later and I got up close. I was like, I don't know, I was like within the first few dozen rows. It was at Comerica. Amazing. Like, I was like on my seat, like just in heaven, just dancing the night, like so free. Like you have no idea. It was just so good. Um, so yeah, I just, I, he's gotten, he's been there with me through some very deep times in my life and he's hot. He's so hot <laughs> still. <laughs> okay. Like Christopher asked me, he's like, you think he's hot, don't you? Right, how how could about, you think that? about Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had, before I met you, I had been to, um, a small number of concerts and I enjoyed them, um, but it wasn't until you and I started going to concerts that I really felt that complete, like just all encompassing, yeah, like that. I I know. So, <laughs> you know, and it was, it's like, it's like, is that an, I don't want to say an age thing. Cause it doesn't matter your age, but for me, like where I was in life, is that like the, ex- or is it the experience that like we started sitting closer, we started, you know, standing yeah. in the pit, like we started yeah. having this totally different experience rather than. Well, we have seats. I saw Dave Matthews at Comerica too, way up in the, you know. Which I also did. And I will say that was a terrible experience because it was like, I might as well be listening to him on the radio. It wasn't even, I could talk to the person next to me and we could hear each yeah, other. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, this is, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, it's time to go. Okay. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. But um, I think it does have to do with the fact that you and I um, are getting up close and personal and that that definitely changes the experience. Even, the, I mean, I don't know. So we started, I, I, I'm pretty sure our first concert that we went to, um, I could be wrong on the year, but I think we were still dating in 2014 and we saw the Avett Brothers. Yes, but that was pretty far away too. That was not a very intimate experience. No, I know. But that was the, so that was the first time we saw them. Um, we both happened to like them. We saw them at Meadowbrook and then... Well, you introduced me to them actually. It was one of the first songs you sent me when we were dating. You okay. like used to text me songs every once in a while. Yeah. I did. When you were trying to win me over. Right. And you sent me one of theirs. Yeah. But I never, I never tried to, I never chased you. I just sent you random songs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Passive aggressively chased me. Uh, (laughs) My point to that is that I think we both shared, and I guess I obviously liked them, knew about them first, was listening to them, and then brought you into that. But mm-hmm. it was something that we both really shared, and there mm-hmm. were some songs that really One of their songs was like our wedding us. song. They yes, were, they're February like, they're, like, they're like our band. Yeah, that's what, I, that's they, what I mean. Except they did full circle give me COVID this year, and I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> Let's be clear. The band did not give you COVID. <laughs> Being in the concert, uh, you got COVID after that concert. Yes. So we saw them the first time uh, at Meadowbrook. You're right. We were on the lawn, and... It was it was an okay experience. It was just kind of like, okay, this is cool. And then we enjoyed the show, and we ended up, I think the second time we saw them was up in Traverse City at some small little craft brew. No, I think the second time was in Kalamazoo. Was that the second time? Yeah, and then okay. we went to Traverse City, I believe. And then, Okay, that could be the case. And that experience for me, it was a bunch of that folksy was cool. pop bands. Mm-hmm. We had this little these little VIP passes that mm-hmm. were not that expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean... We were sitting at like nice patio tables. There mm-hmm. was cornhole. We had our own food in there. And it yeah. was just, it was a beer festival mixed with music. And Avet Brothers was the big headliner. Yeah. The, I don't think there were any other bands there that we would recognize the names on. Yeah. But they came out on stage and we had seats like right next to the stage. And it was just, 
yeah, that experience that was, was like, cool. wow, we, we just felt like we were right there. Yeah. That and was it was really such a cool. small venue too. Yeah. I do have to say though, I mean, I feel like there is still even a difference between the magic of seeing like a real headliner band than still at those smaller venues. And except, except actually we can fast forward to Head in the Heart when we saw them this past mm-hmm. fall. But for me, it's been kind of like, it's just something different that the, this, it's just not as, it's not as big, but we saw them again when we actually, they actually opened for what band was that again at DTE. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Cause we went for date. We went for Avett brothers, not the opener. Yeah. And they were doing, um, <laughs> why, can't I, think why can't I think of the name? This is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. But it's okay because we were there for see the Avett brothers and that one, they were sweet then they were really engaging. They ran up in the crowd um, yes. it was a, they were, it was an album that had just come out that we liked the album. And so. we, we bought the tickets from a neighbor and yeah. we thought that they were the headliners. We didn't know. Yeah. And then we get there and. Yeah. yeah the neighbor, they actually, yeah, she asked if we wanted them. We're like, okay, sure. Cause she couldn't make it. And she thought the same thing. She thought they were just Avett brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> tickets. And it, yeah. God damn it. It's really making me mad well, right it now. It's all right. But that's okay. Um, and then. We, what was that? So then did we go see, okay, so the last time I saw Dave Matthews was 2012. And again, I was kind of on hiatus from him. I was like, eh, I feel like my love affair with him is over. You know, it's just not what it was to be. Um, but then you and I, I think, was that the next concert we went to where I was like, we got to start, we got to start doing this more often? Or was it Lumineers? Which one was no, first? No, I think, I think. I think Dave was first. Okay, so we we got a little closer. We were not in the pit, but right. we were like maybe maybe ten fifteen rows back. Yeah, it was really really awesome. Yeah. And he was, I feel like he had gotten his pep back, his energy back. He wasn't he wasn't as exciting as he had been when I saw him in the late nineties, but he wasn't as like eh. I feel like he was a little eh <laughs> in two thousand um, twelve. Anyway, so we that was really sweet, and then. And then I feel like for me, the real game changer where I was like, I feel like I'm just like, I, this has to be a regular part of my yearly self-care is going to concerts was when we went and saw uh, Lumineers at Little Caesars Arena. Okay. I thought you were going to say the Dave Matthews concert uh, in Indiana. No, because- At Ruoff. That was, was that after the that Lumineers? That was after. Yeah. Okay. We went and saw okay. Lumineers because Lumineers was before COVID. It was right before COVID. It was like when COVID was oh, present, but yes. nothing was shut down yet. Yes. That's and right. And we saw them at Little Caesars. And they are so good because they every they get down in the pit. They, well, they'll go all over, but they're always in the pit. Well, we were multiple in, times. He'll, he let you touch him, and like, <laughs> and they had the stage set up where there was an inner pit and an outer pit, uh-huh. and we had tickets to the inner pit. Uh-huh. So we were literally surrounded by the band 360. Yes, like, and there was not it's not crowded in there, so it's very comfortable, and you can walk around, and it's so it's such a good experience. And we got VIP, so we did get to go back. Um, there's a VIP experience pre-show. So then that was so exciting that we realized that we needed to go see them the following week in Grand Rapids. I think it Rapids. was five days later or three days later, something yes. like that. Yeah, because it was a weeknight. Yep, it was yeah. a weeknight. We yeah. drove to Grand Rapids yes. and saw them there the and Anvil. had the and same that was also a, experience. Yeah, they did this. You know, they Without were, the VIP, but we were the same area. We were in the pit. And they do the same show every tour. Like, you know you're going to get the same thing. Yeah. So they we were kind of like, oh, we're the, we know they're going to do this. And that's the show that we got the tambourine. Yes. The, this Little Caesars Arena show, by the way, I got we got the set list. They throw out a few set lists. So yep. I got one of them. 
And was there anything else we got that show or no? No, we got the no. set list there. Just got to shake his hand. And we hand just thought that stuff. was so cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to touch Wesley as I he walked his, by. <laughs> no, I shook his hand too at the end. He comes out and he. And then, um, yeah, so then that following show, we got his tambourine, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, so we saw in Detroit, he was playing the tambourine, and Jeremiah uh, was playing the piano, mm -hmm. and Wesley was tapping the tambourine on the piano, mm -hmm. and he broke it in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay. And then we noticed at that show, the second show, mm -hmm. he was doing the same thing, like, is he going to break it? It like, felt like he was trying to right. and it didn't work. So he dropped it in a way where he almost wanted it to break. And it split in half. And it split in half. We got the bigger half. And so, yeah, <laughs> since we were right next to the stage and it was kind of ramped down, I yeah. was able to shimmy yeah. up there a little bit and yes, grab it off the stage. Some, and fight. some people got the, uh, what are those the things? The little bell things yeah. on the tambourine. <laughs> and we got for the it. half of the tambourine. Yeah, it's in a frame now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So then we were, so then that was awesome. And then, so right after... We started having concerts again in 2021. We could not get tickets to the Dave Matthews show at DTE Pine Knob. So we decided to do the Indiana show. Mm -hmm. And that was really sweet because we pull up to our hotel and we see this big-ass tour bus right out front. I'm like, oh, my God. What, are the, what do you think? What are the odds that that's Dave Matthews? And we start walking up and I'm getting all And giddy. there's nothing else around. I mean, it's I know. like, come on. I know. But it was a pretty, it was a cute little boutique hotel in the yeah. middle of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, then all these people are standing out front. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, Dave Matthews on it. I'm like, no way. I was so mad that we didn't get there like five minutes earlier so that we could have seen him yes. and like shook his hand or something. But um, that's okay. So we got, we were in the pit for that show. That show was so good. He was hype. Like yes. he was, and when he did Don't Drink the Water, like I was like, oh my God, this, like he, it was like he was in his twenties again. He was so good at that show. That was, that was an awesome show. It was an awesome show. And then we got back. So then after that, I was like, let's see if they'll, if we will get a chance to see them like arrive back at the hotel. So we drove back there. Fast. And unfortunately, we, we looked out of there so fast. Unfortunately, <laughs> finally a bus pulls up and everybody gets off. Dave does not get off, but the bus driver gets off. And I'm like, where's Dave? And he's like, oh, he's not on this bus. But the other band members were. Yeah. Um, a few Jeff of them. and Buddy. Yeah. So he, but the guy, but the, but the bus driver like walks over to me and like slips me this paper on the sly. And he's like, kind of look, like, I didn't even realize what it was. I was like, kind of like out of it. I was just kind of like anticipating who was going to get off the bus. And I think he's look. he's like, look at me like, lady, uh, you might want to look at what I just gave you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I unfold it and it's a set list. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so awesome. And he was just like, basically like, you're welcome. He just gave me a little wink. Like he's Santa Claus, you know, like, you know, like it's just, this is between yeah. you and me. This is a little secret. And, and so what else happened with that? So then Buddy got off the bus and I was like, I think I said, Jim, Jim, tell them to autograph this. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim asked him, right? It was you, I think, yeah. kind of asking him. And yeah, then, we were lucky because there weren't very, there was only a handful of people standing out there at that yeah. point in time. And I think yeah. they were trying to get off the bus, get back in and go out and do their thing after. So yes. I think they were trying yeah. to like, eh, get yeah. out of here. And but Buddy's Buddy super was friendly awesome. and he's super engaging with the audience too. Because we actually stood by him. We were in front of yeah. him for that concert and he's just so, he's all smiles. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he, he signed it for us and he was so sweet. And then um, it was like amazing. It was just amazing. <laughs> so we wake up the next day and I'm like, okay, we got to go again. So then we went to Dave Matthews this year. I just got to talk about all my Dave Matthews experiences at Pine Knob. And 
we were in the pit and um he but we didn't get there in time to be first row but right before i mean he was so close to us I mean, that was a it was so hot that day like it was, it was so hot and he was miserable like yes. he walked out there there was no hype to his show it was and very disappointing in that sense it was like oh my god but i mean it was like people couldn't breathe the humidity was so no thick. it was in the 90s somebody and it collapsed was next to us in the pit ems came in like they had to take him out on a stretcher it was very chaotic um yeah it was just not a good experience that day because of the weather for for the entire show but when he can't, you know, he always finds a kid in the front row and walks over to them at the end of the show and gives them a pic and takes his, his selfies. And right before the end of the show, a guy in the front row grabbed me and he's like, hey, you want my spot? He was going to leave. So I was like, yes. So I was right next to the little girl. And so um, I asked Dave if I could shake his hand. <laughs> he was slightly probably annoyed, but he, had, <laughs> he applied. She shook my hand and I just like gripped it for a second. And then he, the girl next to me, he took her cell phone and used it to do the selfie. And so she got my number and sent it to me. That was really nice of her. So it was just like, all right, sweet. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, I look at going forward, like we're like, I mean, we're, we've become concert junkies and I it's know. such a thrill. I know. And... Well, it's so fun going, I'm not, to, yeah, you talk more about this because just going, we went to another show. We went and saw Dave again this fall in November down in Ohio. And I mean, it's we're learning that like the the group that you chat with in the pit at a Dave Matthews concert they're just there's just a brotherhood there I don't know it's just like a family like everybody's got their stories everybody's been following him for a long time dozens and dozens and dozens of concerts they've been to to a level that is insane yeah and for us you know I don't know how many, we think we've been to maybe 10 shows. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact number, mm -hmm. but I've been to less than that. And, you know, oh, this is my 137th show. This is my, and it's like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. how do you even And we always meet somebody that's like, oh yeah, I got to meet him one time. You know, it's like, he's a real nice guy. We chat. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Everybody that we've been to, they always, they always want to talk and it's great. And they've all got a story like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been, and we've been so spoiled in that way of having these experiences that, I mean, yes, we're paying for the pit passes and everything else, but getting that it's little extra, it. which is it's just, you know, in every show, I mean, so we t we already talked about taking the kids to the Lumineers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we did that this summer, which was super cool. So you mentioned Head in the Heart, and mm -hmm. we were going to see Head in the Heart in 2020. It was, um, mm -hmm. I think it was April. We were going to see them and take the kids. We had again. It was some. It was a smaller theater in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. uh, we had like a meet the band thing beforehand. I'm like, this is so cool. And again, they, the mm -hmm. tickets weren't that expensive. We were going to take our albums and get them signed and stuff. Mm -hmm. It and was going to be a meet and greet beforehand. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then COVID hit and that got canceled. And they never rescheduled. And they never rescheduled that. So we were like, all right, that kind of sucks. So anyway, fast forward to 2022. Um, we, you know, on this concert kick, and I started looking at some of the festivals that are around, and there's some pretty cool two- and three-day festivals, not in Michigan, but mm -hmm. uh, we actually found one in Connecticut, Connecticut mm -hmm. and Sound on Sound, inaugural festival, two-day festival, and it was like, okay, this had Dave, wasn't Dave Matthews' band, but it was Dave and Tim, mm -hmm. um, Stevie Nicks, mm -hmm. Lumineers, mm -hmm. um, trying to think 
the national uh head and the heart mm-hmm. gary clark jr the roots i mean there's so, so many bands many. so mm-hmm. many bands over two days mm-hmm. and so we drove out there friday got there friday night saturday and it was supposed to be like a vip experience too yes yes we had what was called terrace vip it was fucking cold <laughs> so the morning of saturday we went to rei yeah, and bought stuff clothes. to get you know stay warm yeah so we got there. Well, can we I just I just want to give a little shout out to the night before the concert because I really, really enjoyed the fact that we stayed in New Haven, Connecticut, and we stayed at the Graduate Hotel on Yale, at Yale University, and we hung out in the Heidelberg Bar. The old Heidelberg. The old Heidelberg Bar with a bunch of uh, co-eds, and it was, I thought like I was in a movie. It was the most quintessential Ivy League situation to sit in and observe. It was so, I loved it. I, I, could, I wish I could just put that in a bottle bottle of that whole experience up yeah I, and i wish we had more time to enjoy that because it was so cool mm-hmm. but we had been on the road for like 12 hours mm-hmm. and it's like all right we got to get something to eat yeah. a couple drinks and yeah crash but that was it was yeah such a cool place yeah so yeah so then we went to the concert saturday we got there early you know we're like this is cool we got vip check-in we got a different line um we got our seats in the the terrace which was toward the back of the concert but it was a covered tent um great seats and it was a blast but then as the day went on obviously early on there's smaller bands that Mm -hmm. people haven't heard of so it was pretty Mm -hmm. empty and we walked around and we're like up in the front walk you know it was Mm -hmm. it was incredible Mm -hmm. and then as the day wore on people kept funneling Mm, it and funneling it and funneling it to the point where it was like you can't fucking walk you couldn't you know us trying to stay together and there was no aisleways so it just there was no crowd control so like you couldn't yeah. get back to where you needed to be like people, yes. they ran out of food they had some the bathrooms were <laughs> they had sound issues people were complaining about the sound rightfully so the bathrooms ran out of toilet paper yeah. they ran out of water i mean it was a so it we was were a really disappointed because i really wanted to be up front on the stage for yes. lumineers and um and they were mid they were like six o'clock it wasn't even like they were at you know yeah because they opened for stevie nicks so but it got it got wild so i said to you like we just need to go back to our little our little ivy league tower up there that they (laughs) called vip terrace which was it was quartered off our bathrooms from the crowd there was food it was you were treated like royalty over there but the tricky part was is that was getting back there because again there was no aisleways like it was like a little bit of like a mob scene panic situation oh, you and were in fact, climbing over blankets and people and, and in fact i wasn't the only one that bitched about this no. like people ref- i mean there was a whole thing online you could look it up on twitter if you'd like but <laughs> um we ended up getting back to our vip terrace which was a great decision because it was cush up there but, it, but we weren't we were so far away so it was like we this were far sucks away. so there were two there were two <laughs> stages with a huge screen in between the two stages so from where we were we could see both stages uh-huh. um the sound was good except when they had sound issues and we had cushioned assigned seats in mm-hmm. the front row since we got there early mm-hmm. so it was great but it was it we wanted to we thought we were gonna be able to go back the food and forth. was amazing too i mean we had access to really good food yeah so we almost, we contemplated, you contemplated that maybe not going back on Sunday because it was terrible on Saturday. No, I don't think I, it was that. I would just, I said, we're not going to be able to go to the stage on Sunday. We're going to just have to That's, keep, okay. stay in the You're VIP. Right. You're right. And it's going to suck, but it is what it is. Yeah, and if I recall, when we left on Saturday, wasn't it a mess to get out of there too? 
I and we end up jumping the curb to get out the, on Saturday. The parking situation was a nightmare, which people complained about. Yeah. I mean, it was a, so the second day we went back, there was much more local law enforcement involvement with traffic and all these promised plans about the exit strategy. Um, they did clear aisleways so that you could get in between the stage and, you know, our VIP way, but it's still at the end of the day, it wasn't worth well, the a lot madness of people said trying to go back and forth. The reason that it was better the second day is because half the people, not half the people, yeah, a, but lot a, of, a lot of people didn't show up the second day. A lot of people did they not said, come back. This. They were so I upset. I don't feel safe. This yeah. is terrible. Yeah. I'm not going back. Yeah. And it was still crowded. <laughs> yeah, it was. So it wasn't even like we could go because then we wanted to, so that's when Dave and Tim performed and they were the closers of the show. And we want, I really wanted to get up close for that. But I mean, the stage was so big. I've never been to a place with a stage that big. So it's almost like even if you're up close, you're not up close. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so anyways, but what the scary, not scary part, but the, the, the interesting part that that day ended with drama is that there was a lot of lightning and there ended up being a lightning storm and they were, you know, giving announcements like, we'll keep you posted. And, but by the time Dave came on, I mean, the storm was coming in and he said multiple times, like, uh, hey guys, and I think he must have gotten wind that the crowd just wasn't happy in general because I feel like he was very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He was very careful about how he made his announcements, mm -hmm. it seemed. <laughs> but he was just kind of like, uh, hey guys, yeah, you know, if there's lightning, I'm going to let you know, we're going to have to scatter. And, yeah. and, and then I, he, I won't be offended if you leave yeah, now. He That's said, okay. <laughs> I feel like he said multiple times, like, eh, just so you know, like he'd play a song and then he'd just stop. He'd like, I mean, you can leave, like, you know. I'm not going to be offended. I think he was really trying to encourage it, actually. So then all of a sudden, we just, you and I had made our way. We're like, let's go run down there because it was a lot of people had left. Yep. And so we ran down there and we got relatively close to him. He was playing Lie in Our Graves. And then all of a sudden, I saw lightning in the sky. And I'm like, Jim, we need to go. We need to run back to our spot because I don't want to be in the wide open field here with lightning. So you and I started running. And I think within three seconds, Dave just stood up and goes, sorry, guys, and left. <laughs> yep. And that was, it was, we were there for a song, I think, uh -huh. maybe, maybe a whole song. Yeah, no, I don't think so even. We got back to the the terrace and we booked it we booked it we got back there and we <laughs> were like okay we do have we to stay? run to our car <laughs> it was it was a little hike we had great park we were the closest parking you could get and but we got back there and it's like okay do we wait this out or do we go and we, we decided booked it. Screw like, this, we beat the masses then everybody started scurrying it was right. crazy yeah we and we did and we got in our car uh-huh and it was storming and it was pouring and people were trying to walk back because they had to get shuttle buses and ubers and everything uh -huh. else and they were they were just walking through it the pouring rain and the storm to it back to their a cars. Mess. So. And we were stuck in our car again, so the whole traffic control situation but it was much better didn't the work day. out. It was better the second day. Okay. I mean, it was not great, but it was better than it was the first day. By because, like I said, the first day we ended up going a different direction, jumping, you know, going over the curb. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which. Like everybody was bottoming out doing it. it well, anyways, anyway. nobody cares about that. Nobody detail. cares about that. My <laughs> my thing about that concert is the head and the heart performed, yeah. and yeah. when they yes. performed, it was it was like, damn, okay, uh -huh. we they wanted were so to see good. them. Yeah, and it was. I didn't even go. I did not expect that. So as as we were watching <laughs> them perform. Went on to Vivid Seats, I think it was. Yeah, I told and you. I'm like, we have to, we have to go see. I'm them. like, hey, they're gonna. When be are in, they gonna be? In Michigan? They're gonna be in Michigan in like three <laughs> days, I think it was, or five, whatever. The, it was the next week. They were yes, gonna be in Michigan. That's right. And it was like the last concert of the year, and they were playing Meadowbrook. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I can get seats in the front yeah, row. Yeah. So can I back up? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm stealing the show here, but it's your show. Before we left for 
About a week before we left for our concert, we found out that our St. Bernard Coco that we got together as a family um, in 2016 was like a diagnosed with an, an osteosarcoma, like some, some sort of osteosarcoma, yeah, bone cancer. And um, they had told us that, you know, it would happen pretty quickly, but just take her home and medicate her and three months max. And I did kind of know. So I'm like, Jim, I feel like the amount of prescription they gave us, we don't even have two weeks here. Like, I just feel like maybe we should we stay home? Like, what are we going to do with this big festival? He called the our border person, the board's the dog, and we told her about the situation. And she has a good relationship with our vet, and she agreed that she would she would take her. You know, she could keep her medicated, and um, so we did do that. And I and I felt terrible about it. I'm not gonna lie; I felt really, really I did too. terrible. I did too. And on the way home, was it the way? No, no it was Sunday. Sunday. We got a call Sunday. We got a call Sunday from the vet. Who, and she said. Not the vet. The uh, I'm sorry. Kennel. The, the kennel. And she said she had told you that Coco obviously had a break. Because that's what the vet said. They're like, she's going to. She, her, her limbs are so fragile. Yeah. She'll probably break a limb. And so we were like, okay. And the, and the kennel obviously talked to you and, you know, offered whatever. And we're just like, well, you know, yes, we'll follow it. We'll get, as soon as we get home, we'll let you know. And we will follow up with the vet. And she was clearly saying to you, like, don't make her suffer. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, we know. But I feel like she doesn't, you know, it's a tricky conversation. So yeah. um, we didn't know what it looked like. Anyways, even so we she called Sunday again on our way home because we weren't sure what time if we were going to get home in time because yeah, it was a very long Monday. drive. It was Monday morning. Is Monday when. morning. Yes, yep. I'm sorry. And I know that I'm after lift, listening to myself in this podcast. My mom complains that I talk fast my whole life. I'm like, oh my God, I talk so fast. So I apologize. I'll try to slow down. And I talk too slow. So balance is out. So, but she called on our way home and she basically was telling Jim, like, you need to come get her. I will stay open as late as you need. I, I just come get her. Yeah. She asked where we were. Um, she said, I can, you know, if the vet can do something, I can try to get her to the vet. She goes, she's, she, she yelped once and she yeah. goes, she's been fine, but she's just quiet. Yeah. And yeah. So we, we knew it was. Yeah. So good. anyways, the, the, the point of my story is that I don't know that I want to bore everyone with all the details, but she, she, we picked her up and her leg was hanging. Like it was hanging it was mm-hmm. discuss. It was it was it was disturbing to look at. We got her home. We knew that we had to call the vet first thing in the morning. We let, we did call them. I they must have gotten wind of it because they were like, "Oh, you have the Saint Bernard, right?" And so they said they made room for her. The vet was actually supposed to go into surgery, but she's like, "You can ring her in now, and I will we'll do it." I you and I spent that morning sobbing. Mm-hmm. so hard and I was so surprised that I was because I, I love Coco I'm not a dog per- like I'm not the type of person to get overly wrapped up in my dog so I knew I would cry like I, I've had lost pets before and I know it's hard but it was so hard and it with the three of the kids were here they've never been really that attached to her Katie was more so it just it was just you know it was just a symbol the whole experience symbolized a lot it brought up a lot and Jim and I went to, to go put her down that morning, and we knew we were going to be doing that. So you know, I'm trying to gobble up all my time with her. You had went, you had taken the kids to school. I'm getting to the point of this. I'm connecting these stories, and on your way home, you go. By the way, I've just been listening to Rivers and Roads, and by Head in the Heart, and I I just think of Coco like I that's my song for Coco, and then of course I play it, and I just fucking lose it and I <laughs> I'm like oh my god like I was so overwhelmed um so we spent a couple 
couple dozen minutes with her more than we had to get her into the vet. So we went and we put her down and that was such a very, very difficult experience. And I think I spent two days, two full days breaking down crying like every five minutes. Like I was, I was taken back by my response to this and which is, which I needed it because then after that I was like, it was a turnaround. I was like, okay. Um, but anyways, for those two days, I listened to that song on repeat. I mean, like oh, I, I don't know how many times I didn't work those two days, thankfully, because I was rat. I was my eyes were bloodshot for two days straight. Like I couldn't, you know, poor Katie. I was like, it's okay, you know, it's okay. Emotions are good, <laughs> grieving's good, you know. But I'm she was also like, my mom is hurting. Um, but yeah, that song was on full blast in my car on repeat on loop in my iPod. I mean, my AirPods. <laughs> so. I hope they get royalties for that. Like two days later is our concert. Yeah, because we took her on Tuesday and then Thursday night was the concert. And they fucking played that song live. And it might have been one of the most, like, I don't even know. My insides were so little. Emotional, just like. It was so good. First of all, they're so good at performing that song live. Like, I don't know that I've ever heard another song live where I was, like, so blown away with emotion. And then it was, you know, with Coke, like it was, it was so good. I mean, recorded it and I can still listen to it and it strikes those same feelings through me. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's like the power of that song and music is much as it, every time I listen to it, I think of Coco and it makes me a little bit sad. I also just, there's just a part of it that makes me happy. I just, I'm glad she's in a better place. And it just yeah. makes me feel like she's in a better place. It oh, doesn't yeah. make me feel yeah. like she's just gone. It makes yeah. me feel like she's where she's supposed to be mm-hmm. and she's not in pain. She's not suffering. It and it's mm-hmm. just, there's there's a whole feeling mm-hmm. that comes over me when I listen to that. I mean, you literally just feel this sense of something wash over you when you hear that it's song. It's like sadness and calmness and, and peace and hope. Yeah. And serenity and surrender. And um, yeah, because I I think like, in the aftermath of her death, like the biggest thing for me was like, is she okay without us? Like I was so, I'm going to start to cry, like thinking of this, but it just, I was like, like, I know that like you, this was your time, but are you okay? Are you scared right now? Yeah. Like, are you okay without us? You're all alone. You don't have us right now. That's, she was the first, and you said it too, like you've had other animals that you've over the years, you know, child on that you've had to put down and stuff. But I remember taking her in. We knew there was something wrong with her when I first took her in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, she hurt her leg. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. And they came back and she was like, you know, we did some x-rays and it's not, you know, it's not good. And I thought at first, like, not that she's joking, but it's like, okay, well, what is it? And then she's like, you know, she's got bone cancer and there's nothing we can do mm-hmm. and it was like in that instant she was six and a half and it just everything just like collapsed within me mm-hmm. i just i just felt like mm-hmm. n- no i know and she was the most slobbery mm-hmm. disgusting not a cuddly dog i spent but just, 80 of my time cleaning up after her. i know i know <laughs> and, and yet it just in those last moments that we spent with her were just you know, she was just laying there. There's nothing else she could it's like do. like she knew. It's almost like she yeah. knew that she needed to come for us too, which was also sad. It was like she was yeah. just like, it was just like, yeah, she was so restless too. Obviously, she was in so just so much discomfort. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. We slept with her that night. 
And I feel like she was like kind of going back and forth between like, I want to sleep with you guys and make you feel better because there's something going on here with you. But also, can I get some space? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go back in my little pen over here that's open, but I'm going to go lay in there because I just, yeah. Yeah, that was her safe space was yeah. her crate. But yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember when you called and you said that, which at first I was just like, well, yeah, of course. That sucks. And I was very much more like, well, what are, I wanted to know more about the medical situation and what's the pain regimen going to be mm-hmm. like and what are our options and um, like, can we have them, can we get dog hospice? <laughs> like, um, But then all of a sudden, like you walked in the door and I just, you were, I just started like kind of crying. I feel like you, <laughs> then you started crying. So there was some tears those first few days too after the diagnosis, but then it was just like, okay, we're just going to make her time yeah. comfortable. She's yeah. She was on pain meds every day and just keep that regimen up, and she seemed to be doing okay. She was obviously slow and stuff, but yeah. it was like, it's it's okay. We don't know how long. You know, it could be three months. And I didn't expect. I didn't expect two weeks. You were more. I did. Inclined to be like That's this is probably going to be fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I I thought, I thought two weeks, but I was like, you think you're a know it all. Maybe you'll be wrong. Like maybe you'll be longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's our. Uh story of Coco yeah, and, and music. Uh, the head and the heart. <laughs> and but, music. Well, I wanted, I wanted to ask you, um, speaking of music, getting you through hard times, what, what were you yes. asking me? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll lighten it up a little bit here, I guess, but, um, who, who's in your bucket list that you'd like to see if they, you know, came and you can get oh. the tickets you want? Who? Bands that no longer exist. So it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> like Led Zeppelin. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> of course, I mean that's a, that's a, a I'm given. Pretty, I'm a pretty big Led Zeppelin fan. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like, you know, I'm just when people are into music, they're into music, and they know the artists. And they, I'm not one of those people. Like somebody, I find music by somebody presenting it has to be presented to me, and I'm like, oh damn that's a good fucking song. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I listen to that song until I can't listen to it anymore. You get so annoyed with me because I will <laughs> listen to a song over and over and over and, and I never get enough of it. And it's super loud. Both you and my ex-husband, Opie, used to complain about how loud I listen to music in the car or in my headphones or whatever. But it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I love loud music, but you, th- there's a point for me where that listening over and over, there, there's an end to that where it's like, okay, next song, I go back to that. Yeah, I can't. You just. I'll run. Man. I mean, I'll run for miles and miles and miles oh and miles God. and miles and miles and miles and miles on the same song until I run, I play I it out. I don't know how you do it. I, I have to. I have no other choice. <laughs> it just has to happen. <laughs> so for me, so we missed uh, Florence and the Machine this year we both wanted to okay, see she's on my Florence, bucket list and we uh she put out an album um live at madison square gardens mm-hmm. and i think it's incredible and i was like god i wish we could have seen her yeah so i would like to see her if she comes back around For sure she was she was a big part of my um my um entry into the world of running she i she was on loop in my uh, playlist when i first started running and she's re she's come back again which is kind of um, interesting considering that I'm kind of revisiting that same space of beginner runner again. Um, I also think music is so like, we like, yeah, music's really important for when it comes to connecting with ourselves through exercise. I think we Mm -hmm. talked about that a little bit yesterday and I was just thinking about this just popped in my head that like, 
Nathan is a runner and that music's important to him. Like he's really, it's, it's funny to me. We joke a lot because the music he's listening to, to run is the same music I started running to. So like sometimes I stumble because we all share the same thing. Like, unfortunately, like if somebody listens to one song, it will pop up on the other person's thing. Um, It's like, I'm like, oh my God, he's like reintroducing me to these songs I haven't listened to in like 10 years. And it's like, I'm, I'm like got life in me again on this treadmill. Like it's amazing. <laughs> I know we have the Amazon music like family plan uh-huh. where we could all have our own separate things. And yet we all just share one account. And yeah. so we listen to the same you yeah. know, things. But um, Who's on your bucket list? So Florence is one. Okay. And I just wanted to go back to when you talk about running and stuff. I will listen to the music I like, like going to the gym where it's like, you know, hardcore, like get you like, I, that's not mm, my thing will, for me. Oh, you got to give me some angry music. I yeah, like no, I, I'm like, I want to, <laughs> I want to get in a, the zone I love and it's rap. a different thing. Right but um, anyway, uh, Beyonce, I would mm-hmm. love to go to Beyonce concert. Mm-hmm. Yes, me too. Okay. So yes, I'm your jogging. Be, I would love to see Beyonce and Eminem. Eminem was a third one for me too. I was in love with him for a while, and I will always be in love with him. Yeah, well, okay. Well, you've got to you've got to choose. You have uh, Dave Matthews, Eminem. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm on that list somewhere. It's fine. Eminem has made several statements that he's just not suited for relationships. <laughs> uh, do you have any guilty pleasures that you would be like, eh, if I'm going to bl- blast this in my car as soon as I'm going to pull up to a light, my windows are down. I'm going to crank it way down because I don't, you know. I'm sure a lot. I mean. I mean, probably. I mean, there's probably a lot of Taylor Swift get guilty pleasures okay. that I have. Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, though. Because I know back in the day, and and going back to the email I sent you back in 2013, I said like Justin Timberlake, some of his stuff was a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. And then like later on with Katie, some of the stuff she was listening to, like Sophie Tucker. That's true. And Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Katie's introduced. Which yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, you're not around, but I'm gonna still listen to Dua Lipa. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I like yeah. If I was gonna pull up at a stoplight, and I'm like, yep, I'm gonna turn this down a little bit. So, yeah, I don't really do that. Okay. Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about today, or add to this, or? Um, well, I spent a lot of time talking. About, so, was there anything that you wanted to add? No, that was that was my list of things. I. I don't even need, never mind. No, go, what? I was just going to say uh, bad experiences. We talked about that festival and ultimately we had a great time, but the experience wasn't the best. And have yes. you had any, like, what's your worst experience at a concert? And I'm um, not a big concert goer, so no. Yeah. I mean, my would used to go to the Michigan State Musical Festival when I was a kid with my mom. And so, like, that was my only real experience with concerts um, before I went and saw Dave Matthews when I was in college. Um, we had one storm at Pine Knob. Um, oh my god, that, that was actually terrible. They, was see, that, you're jogging my Was memory. that Alanis or was that? It was Alanis Morissette, and it was fucking terrifying. Yeah, we were in the <laughs> we were we were in the pavilion. That and was like we're, I'm like, well, if it storms, they're gonna they're gonna cancel it and send people back to their cars. Nope. And you're like, no, they're all gonna storm the pavilion. Everybody and I'm like, run no, not for cover that. in the pavilion. And then they were like, pavilions <laughs> open, everybody come around. <laughs> it was a madhouse, and I and we were up front. And instead of you know, I I get I'm very claustrophobic, so I my my survival brain was like. I'm not going to be in the heart of this mm-hmm. of this like mob scene. Jim, we're exiting. We're going to go sit on the edge. And I'm like, we have assigned seats. If we just stay in our seats, we're fine. You're like, I don't know. Hell no, no. Do I'm you, out I, of here. I did not trust that crowd. And even talking to the security, 
they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. The guy even said, I said, so, I mean, it was, it was a bad, it was like tornado weather. Like it's like that volunteer security. Severe. Like I'm just here to listen to music. I don't really know what the plan is. But it, was, tell us. it was a very severe storm. I mean, oh, we it had was. It blew through hail fast, but it and was. light gushing with like <laughs> the, the rain was coming at us horizontally. Like it was, it was terrible. We were ducking for cover. People were screaming. Um, but I asked this, the guy, the, what do they call them? Like, um, I don't know. The, the, the people, aisle. The people that guide you to your seats. They, yeah, the ushers. A, uh, the ushers. ushers. I asked him, I'm like, so if the show goes on, how are you going to get all these people out of the pavilion so I can get to my scene? He's like, fuck if I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's not my job. Somebody's going to tell me. But and I, I mean, honestly, the uh, people were good. It was the honesty policy. They all exited and went right. back where they needed I mean, to be voluntarily. They all know, okay, you have tickets for your seats. They're not yeah. going to make, they're not going to last. But at the same time, there are people that always try to, get yes. closer up and do that stuff. So. I was disappointed in her show overall. Not even just the storm, but that's, I still, I don't regret going, but I was like, oh. I think we sat there the whole time wondering if she was lip syncing or mm-hmm. it just felt like it was like, mm, Yeah, it's this... like a big online, and big online debate about that. So yeah. uh, there's no answer. Or oh, there is, I don't there, know. There is, but uh, yeah, <laughs> who knows. Um, for me, the only other thing I was going to say, when we went to Denver in 2017, I'm like, "Where he Red Rocks mm-hmm. is here. Mm-hmm. And I, so I looked up to see who's playing at Red Rocks and Amos mm-hmm. Lee was playing at Red Rocks and we were with the kids. You guys had no clue who mm-hmm. Amos Lee was. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I only know a couple of his songs. that's an embarrassing fact to admit as an adult. I only everybody. know a couple of his songs, but <laughs> at the same time, I just like the vibe. It's It's a, you know... So you just wanted to say I, you had gone to and, Red Rocks. And I wanted to say we went to Red Rocks. So we got <laughs> tickets and we couldn't really find a seat. So we sat up on the corner someplace. Anyway. That's the, a real place to you. It's a long walk to get up to the entrance. It's a long walk. Very long walk. Then you wait in line forever. Yes. And so we sat kind of under this tree on the side of the steps and the kids were not interested in the concert. And mm-hmm. I was just like, damn it. I, I I just wanted to enjoy that experience because it was something that Why everyone says you, you got to go to Red they Rocks. They would though. I, I mean, don't that know. you set yourself up for failure there. I did. You dragged them there. Yeah. And one day they'll look back at it and be appreciative of it when they tell friends and they're like, Are "You we got to, to go to Red, Red, Red Rocks? Rocks." I know that's. A thing. It's like no, seriously, that's every story. Our kids are so spoiled and they have no idea. And then they'll like years will go by and I'll say we were there and they're like we were. I'm like, yeah, we were there, and you bitched and complained the whole time, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, and then well, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, they feel like it's super cool that they did yeah. that. <laughs> yes, and that's why the ages that they're at now is it's much better for some of that stuff. Yeah, even if they don't exactly know, they yeah. still are kind of like, at least, okay, well, all and, right. e- and even now in hindsight, they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I have. Okay, I was going to ask you a follow-up, but I lost oh. it. So um, I guess that maybe for another time. All right. Well, I love you. All right, I love you. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night.